Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy, you guys. You ready? Yep. Okay, I do this beforehand now. This is my new thing now because, you know, we've got so many sponsors. We've got to get to get them all in. Before we begin, podcast brought to you by our friends at Gooder Sunglasses. If you don't have a cool mask, be sure and check out their scumbag scarves. Just 10 bucks. I shit you not. I use it daily, and I even took it out on a recent ride. I did, seriously, and Paul's going to roll his eyes, but I have a reason for why I took it on a ride because I knew that ride would end in a public space. And so I, I put it on and I put pull it up and then I went into a place and I bought wine for dinner and I and I actually t- bought two bottles of wine and one was in my back jersey pocket and the other was in my water bottle cage. So um, that just goes to show you creative thoughts and uh, go check out Gooder. Also by our friends at Scratch Labs, new product alert, beep boop, uh, super fuel drink mix. This stuff in a lemon lime flavor can offer up to 400 calories per bottle. For those of you who are into this long distance stuff. So, gooder.com and scratchlabs.com, and we're recording. Wow, Carson's not doing it. You're behaving yourself, man. <laughs> There's my boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, welcome to the Pack Filler, you guys. I am Pat Bulger, and with me are some of the usual suspects. Uh, first off, the man who never slows down. I just spent sh- just shy of about five hours trying to hold on to the wheel of Mr. Paul Maine. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Thanks. Yeah. That was like 86 miles. Yeah. Um, the second is the man who is getting faster, even though he now drinks. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Mr. Jackson Bulger. How are you, dude? Great. Yeah, doing good. And on the phone, well, the man who we don't know how fast he is because he lives elsewhere. Back online with us is the one and only Karsten Hagen. I asked you this before I went live, but how are you, dude? So fucking fast. So fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm six foot four, 130 pounds. My strength to weight ratio is about five pounds per kilogram. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, mustache. 
I'm trying to think. <laughs> creating quite a visual there. You cross yeah. between. I'm trying to think of a good like a cross between like a young Tom Selleck and George Clooney, right? <laughs> Yeah, or 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 uh, or the Tiger King, maybe. Oh, ooh. <laughs> the little Tiger King thrown in. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, it's been a while since we've had you on the phone, but it's good to have you here, man. Um, gentlemen, let's get let's get caught up, shall we? Uh, in in our last episode, uh, the three of us sent a challenge, and and Carson, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get in on this, whatever you want. Um, Paul, last we spoke, uh, you set yourself a challenge to be race ready to place high come, um, I think we gave you an extension, come August. Uh, so um, as I take a sip of my beer, mm-hmm. how how is that plan going one weekend? Uh, not Other than the one ride that I got in, um, not so good. You've only yeah. had one ride in this yeah, week? Yeah, that was it, yeah. The, the one I rode with you guys. I got in Dutch with the missus because I was an hour and a half late. Uh-oh. So... The next day, I, had, I chose I chose not to ride. Paul, Paul you are late. Yeah. You must be punished. <laughs> Scrub the floor. Hoodscuff. That's a spade. She doesn't wear the dominatrix uh, outfit to work, does she? Not to work, no. <laughs> and I don't think she's an avid listener, so I think we no, might be okay. No. Right now, cycling is not her favorite word. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to screw up with this weekend? No. Because no. <laughs> she's working. She's working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you, you I got to say, though, dude, um, you are the you are the tempo master. I don't know how. I mean, just we were in that long 86-mile ride. We were doing some s- sections where you were like, this is what it's like in the break. And I, I know I won't be in a break very soon. Because that hurt like hell, and and you could just keep. Yeah, but going. you out sprinted me, so I was the dummy. Yeah, what? <laughs> so, I got some work to do. Oh shit! Maybe so I can hide a. I mean, ride a high tempo, but the acceleration went and it's like. A yeah, <laughs> uh, Jackson, you said a challenge to up your numbers, your FTP, and everything across the board. And if, uh, as our listeners might know, and oh, by the way, we're on live at Mixler.com forward slash Packfiller. Also on our website at Packfiller.com. Um, you challenged to up your numbers. Um, I posted on social media your uh, initial entry into that foray. Yeah. Which was? It was it was good. Um, it shaped out to be like 260 for the for the 4DP test from Sufferfest. Um, for your FTP. Yeah, for yeah. the FTP. Um it labeled me as a, an attacker, so I was proud of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think it's going well so far. I haven't taken another one, so I guess we'll find out at the end of this period. We got to get some uh, actual percentage increase to like take that. I, I don't have a calculator in front of me, and numbers scare me. But, you know, <laughs> like you're 260, so if you want to add 15 to 20% to that, that's the goal you got to get to. Yeah, we'll figure it out. That test hurts. Yeah, that test hurts like hell. If you, if you, if listeners don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Sufferfest's 4DP test. It is not just an FTP. It includes well, in progress, you have to do two full out sprints. You have to do a five minute full on effort. You have to do a 20 minute FTP test, and then you finish it off with one minute all out, and all that in the course of one hour. You get little rests in between, but it it hurts so much. It mm-hmm. absolutely destroys you. And, of course, all done indoors. So, Paul, you'll never do it. No, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Um, I set a challenge to up my, quote, power to weight ratio, end quote, which means lose some pounds. Um, I've been on a little roller coaster this week. I After our after our long 86-mile ride, I was able to ride on Sunday, even though it was raining. I did, did a little spin indoors with some, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I did a little yoga video. Wow, nobody laughed at me. No, because I do yoga. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. really good, yeah. yeah. For my neck and back and shoulders and stuff like that, which are kind of fucked up. And then I did I did ride on Tuesday. I did an interval ride on Tuesday. Yesterday, Jackson and I went out, and yeah, I was completely destroyed. I was just, I, I, I could not get out of my own wake. And today I took off. Um, throughout the week, my weight dropped. I was down... Well, I think yesterday my problem was I was extremely dehydrated because in 24 hours I lost two pounds. <laughs> so wow. I'm guessing that's, that's water yeah. weight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was down about five pounds uh, in one week. Wow. And I knew something was wrong because that was all going to come back. And I stepped on the scale and I'm, I'm, I've only lost technically a pound. So that's where I sit. It'll tumble. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Mr. Karsten Hagen, our, our challenge is to set ourselves because we don't have racing is to give us something to uh, to strive for in about six, seven weeks. Um, I'm not going to th- not going to put you on the mark now, but if you have something you uh, want to uh, challenge yourself, we are setting up ourselves for the fact that if we don't reach our goal by a specific date, we have to ride Mount Spokane back to back twice. I'll do that with you. I know you've heard that before. But <laughs> I was say, that was downhill, though. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go both ways. I go both ways. Oh you know wow! That. Well, wow! Well, you heard it here <laughs> first, everybody. Um, uh, no, uh, I got I got some some big goals uh, just to get healthy again. Um, I've got a you know I'm taking some pretty profound steps to uh, just be you know who I was three or four years ago just in terms of fitness, having fun on, on a bike and just other parts of my life. And, um, I'm, uh, doing some pretty profound stuff with nutrition and, uh, really? you guys know that I sound very lucid and clear tonight. Yes. As a normal, normal podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, I've you... cut out the, I've cut out the alcohol. Oh, and, uh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, um, boy, it's, it's amazing when you do that, how fast the weight comes off. Uh, also just uh you know riding as much as i can um right now because of my job i I spend more time on zwift during the week yeah just finding um but i do all the you know all the zwift events you know the tour for everyone and um you know all that like the, the i don't know if you guys follow it that ceramic speed thing i jumped right on that it's i make it a game you know yeah I, I I read about it, but I didn't try it. I don't know what the what the logistics are of it. Well, let's be honest. If I said I let read about it and I didn't know what it's about, that means I didn't read about it. So it's, it's um, totally. I mean, it, it's you know, it gamifies it gamifies Swift. You, you do a certain amount of K on a road bike, a certain amount of K on a TT bike, a certain amount of K on a mountain bike, and uh, and then you get this ceramic speed kit in, in Swift. But also, you get entered to win a ceramic speed, um, you know components like pulleys and, oh, and uh, wow. stuff kind of, like that. So, those big you know, ass derailleur pulleys right you have the big wheels yeah mm-hmm. yep. and, yeah yeah those are really expensive but um anyway yeah i mean just i'm just kind of i'm uh very quickly uh turning my life around cool so, man but so 
there's no tangible goal to that. Um, all I know is if, if I'm happy with how things turn out uh, and you guys all, you know, fall short of your goal, eh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ride Mount Spokane with you. We're doing it twice is the punishment. That, okay. Back I mean, to back. That's like just shy of 8,000 feet in one day, in one ride. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, hey, Carson. Yeah. How many calories do you burn doing the dishes? Uh, I'm not doing the dishes right now. That's uh, I've got I've got uh, I've got my girlfriend here. Oh, she's doing the dishes. You're not going to lose now, any weight that way. I'm make, I'm making the burgers, but I and she's she's doing the potatoes on the stove. Um, I know how you guys hate it when I cook on the podcast, so <laughs> I'm muting every time I got every time I flip a burger. And, uh, <laughs> I thought I heard a fucking sizzle in the background. I was like, is that a sprinkler? Nah. I'm far enough away from you, so you shouldn't hear it. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's what's going on with me. <laughs> right on, man. All right, you guys, should we get to it? Let's straight go flat out to the news. All right, we got a lot of shit going on in the world of cycling, even though there's technically no cycling going on. So I'm going to provide a couple little brief stories provided by um, various websites that I am citing my sources so I don't get in trouble. There we go. Um, first off. You guys ready for this one? Froome, Bernal, and Thomas all told to prepare for the Tour de France leadership. Uh, Team Ineos is making no early promises about the tour. This is from our friends at Cycling News uh, with Chris Froome, Egan Bernal, and Garen Thomas all, quote, encouraged, end quote, to prepare for the lead line this summer. Um, the strange thing about it is, is apparently all three riders were informed that they were going to be one of the leaders of the of team Ineos but individually and they were not told as a group so it was like almost like hey don't tell Garrett <laughs> but you're the leader hey don't tell Chris but you're the leader so in other words um either David Brailsford is just playing it you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, thoughts over, I guess, uh, here's here's the quote. On Thursday, fresh newspaper Lequeep claimed uh, Team Ineos boss Dave Brailsford had promised sole leadership separately to all three riders only for them to find out that they weren't alone. Anybody want to open that gigantic shitstorm of worms? <laughs> that is, Here. I think, probably the worst idea you could have. <laughs> That is the worst case scenario when everyone finds out and now everyone has found out and they are in the worst case scenario. It's like dating multiple people at the same time and them finding out, wait, you said you loved me. Yeah. I would not know how that works. That's never happened to me. You never dated multiple (laughs) people. Good for you, man. Good for you. Well, I struggled to get one. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Well, you have to wonder... So the news of that, that all three are supposed to be uh, preparing for the tour, Yeah. how delayed was that? Did these guys already know? And then Froome like, finds out, you know, he's talking to Garrett. So apparently I'm on the team. Garrett's like, fuck you. I was, yeah. I'm supposed to be the leader. And, and then Froome goes, fuck it. I'm going to go look for another team. Yeah, that's a great point. Because last yeah. week we talked about the fact that there were rumors that Froome was looking for a different contract. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this is probably all tied together. Maybe maybe Brailsford is trying to eject Froome because he knows that having all three of those monsters on the team is a liability a bit. Yeah, they're not going to win mm-hmm. if they <laughs> do that. It's going to turn into a Hydra. Yeah. It's going to turn into a Movistar. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and then nothing uh, will go well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, to be continued, I guess, on that, that story. It just absolutely seems like really stupid management. It, it honestly seemed, you know, I know that you can't necessarily, I mean, I, you'd be better off saying nothing right now. You'd almost be better off saying, we're going into this eyes wide open. We're going to see what happens after the first week, and then we'll, we'll, we'll adjust as we go. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be better than telling each rider they're the leader? Or, or did they, or especially Froome, say, I'm you know, pushing the point, like, I need to know, am I on the team? Yeah. And he, he's pushing this answer, you know. We don't know. There's too many, too many ifs in this thing or, or work. Who leaked this news to uh, cycling news? You know who? Yeah, you know, that's th- that type of thing. That's the question. Mm-hmm. So it's fake news. Is that what we're thinking? No, I, I just think that I don't know. I, I think there's just too many questions to really make a good call on that piece it, of tidbit. It and this is a probably a terrible example, but so. A while ago, on a terrible TV show called The Bachelor, <laughs> oh, you're comparing it to The Bachelor. A man told three women that he loved them. Yeah, he found. They later found out that he that all three of them didn't win, and then they were all really angry. I feel like this is a very similar situation where they were all told that, "Oh, we love you, and you're going to win this thing," but. When they find out later, they're probably all going to be really pissed about it. You just so you're it. saying that Brailsford took a page from The Bachelor. Yeah. They did. I think that's what happened. Shit. That's what? A, I love the fact that you're an avid Bachelor watcher. <laughs> he is, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not afraid to admit it. Not at all. And that's usually why this show is done on Mondays because that's when The Bachelor is on. And after I finish uh, I, uh, the podcast, I go upstairs. We have dinner. And then I come downstairs and edit the podcast, or not edit, I just put it together because I can't watch The Bachelor with my wife. I can't do it. It is honestly, I end up screaming at the TV and shouting. It's just like, first of all, nobody says like that many times in a fucking (laughs) sentence. And second of all, these people cry. Oh my God, he loved me. It's like you've known each other for 12 consecutive hours. Sorry, I digress. (laughs) And it's, it's okay. So anyway, um, well, stay tuned to see what happens with the videos. <laughs> Second story: um, EF, uh, Alex Howes tackling a 355k ride, starting I think this very weekend. If he hasn't started already, from Colorado to Kansas today. Today he started today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to ride 355k from his home in Colorado to Kansas. Oh, on Thursday. Yeah, I should have read my own copy as an ode to the postponed Dirty Kansas Gravel race which um he he finished third in 2019 was due to ride again this saturday he's going to do it in, uh with his friend uh a fr- well friend now but ride 360k with a uh, friend and they aren't so much anymore <laughs> he hopes to complete the distance 60 to 70 percent of gravel roads in about 12 or 13 hours hmm. my question isn't necessarily your reaction to that story but would any of us in this room ever attempt to ride 360k in one sitting? Fuck no. Fuck no. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> I'm thinking what like I know my American brain. What would that would that be considered like the same distance like 200 miles and Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. yeah 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's just around 200 miles. Yeah. yeah. Probably over 200 miles. That's the miles. same as is uh Dirty Kansas. Yeah. I mean, with my 
gravelly mind. That sounds interesting to me because I'm interested in the dirty Kansas someday. So I think that'd be kind of it. I think it's really interesting to see like how far the human body can push itself. So I think that like something like this is pretty interesting. Are they doing the whole thing on gravel? It's according to this this news source house says it's about 60 to 70 percent gravel. Obviously, you can't just head out your door, ride to Kansas and have it all completely gravel. Unless, you know, you're, well, if you live around here, you could probably try it, but you'd be shot. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, so 60, 70% is pretty impressive. I think, I, now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, 200 miles is such a long ride. How long is yeah. Milan San Remo? It's uh, 300 kilometers, but 180 miles. And that just destroys. 300 and what, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. And you and I have talked. Jackson and I have talked late night, you know, about, God, mm-hmm. we should do this. You know, that's me. Because, because you've had I've had three a couple beers. beers yeah. and he, he turns me on YouTube, and the next thing I know, I'm like going, I love this shit. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I find myself um, thinking it's possible, but 200 miles is a long fucking way. Yeah. Does that just make me more crazy? Because I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Like. No, no. On noon, I'd like, you're 21. Noon, I'd, yeah, that's what you true. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You do stupid shit. At 57, you're like, oh, 10 hours on the bike. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh Forget my god. That. Um, oh god, that's something to think about. You know, and here I, I, I kind of got to put my money where my mouth is because I do talk quite a bit about the concept of these longer. I want to do this kind of cross country ride, even though I, I got shit for putting my my front wheel in the wrong ocean, <laughs> but you know those types of things. But that's not a race effort, so I don't know. I don't know. It'd be that's that's. So I don't know. We'll have to see what Alex says after the completion of it. So um, those are our news stories. I want to get to our topic because um, this is something that I talked to you guys about earlier. Um, Paul, you might not have had the opportunity to. I did. You did. Mm-hmm. You had the opportunity. Okay. So um, big thing in the news happening just recently. Obviously, big thing in the cycling world that. Um, whether you like it or not, has come back into our lives in the form of um, ESPN desperately struggling for ratings, desperately struggling for something to put on the air, especially after the success of the Michael Jordan documentary, decided, hey, let's follow it up with a two-part documentary on no one else but the one and only Lance Armstrong. Um, uh how am I going to do this? Um, I, I guess I want to just ask, I guess I'm calling you guys the panel, um, and anybody can chime in first. But um, first of all, before we even get into the content of, of that, of last Sunday's episode, and the next episode is due to air, um, obviously, this Sunday, um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on another documentary on Lance Armstrong. Here we are. We saw a whole, there have been shit ton of documentaries done about Lance Armstrong. Um, and here we have what I guess we're calling the definitive story. Lance claims to be telling it from his truth. Um, initial thoughts on any of that? Um, I like. I said last week that I didn't really care. Um, I kind of care <laughs> now. <It's, laughs> it was like a super interesting documentary because I don't like. I don't know the complete in, ins and outs of this whole story. Um, I think you dad you and i were talking about it how um this is sort of like the beginning like we're getting kind of the precursor to it all Mm -hmm. um but i think next week we're really going to find out like 
wow, this guy was really in it to do absolutely anything to be successful and to hide what he was doing. Um, I thought, I mean, of course ESPN does a great job because they, they're, I mean, a friggin' ESPN for Christ's sake. But yeah. I like, I thought it was interesting so far. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, just initial thoughts on the concept of it. Uh, Carson, I'll let you go second. You want to got something on us? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, like everybody kept saying in there, you know, Tyler Hamilton, George Hinkapi, you name it, they all said, well, you know, I could either, essentially, I could either take the drugs or go home because that was the only way you were going to be able to stay in the pro peloton. And I believe that. And, you know, the one the one guy who was outspoken against doping ended up quitting because he couldn't, you know, pass on. So he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't keep up. And then he was outraged by doping or whatever. And um, the problem, my problem is, you know, I know that existed. And EPO wasn't detectable until, you know, into the 2000s. Um, my problem isn't necessarily with that because it was all being administrated, administered in a really controlled environment by doctors. You know, my problem is, <clears throat> A, Armstrong's behavior at the time was so deplorable that no matter what he did, I wouldn't have liked him. And number two, it still gave the okay to Masters racers and Cat 4s to experiment with it and, you know, and fuck everything up for other people. Okay. Okay. But in terms of the documentary, the documentary was really well done. I thought. Yeah. And the, and, and the other thing, here, here's the other thing. Here's, here's the, here's the crazy thing. And that the thing that I didn't know that he admitted to doping before the 94 worlds. He did. Yeah. I'm, I'm hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to get to some of that stuff here as we go. I'm just kind of asking initial overview view of, do we need more fucking information from Lance Armstrong? Paul? Well, for me, you know, I can't get enough cycling. That's obvious. Uh, yeah. That's all I talk about, breathe. Um, it, it's just to get another, because like, like what Jackson says, it's freaking ESPN. I knew the production was going to be good. A lot of, you know, previous things of Lance Armstrong were done, you know, not at that, that level. And I think through time, I think to me is like a lot of it was done once it was revealed, once he kind of let the cat out of the bag, everybody had their spin on it. Now we've got time and now we're getting some truths. Those people who had zipped lips yeah. are kind of letting it go. So that's what I was looking for, forward to. And uh, I didn't think, because I don't have ESPN, I, I didn't think I was going to even make an effort to watch it. But the more I read about it, I I said, fuck it. I, I signed up for it. <laughs> just being just for this series. I got me 50 bucks in the hole because of it. <laughs> Lance wins again. You know, God dang. Um, so. In my opinion, this this first foray into the story seemed like, as, as Jackson and I talked, there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of that pre-story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the... You know, once upon a time, there was a little boy who lived in a cupboard under the stairs. Yep. And, you know, we're, 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 the, we're in the beginning story before Harry Potter goes to Hogwarts kind of a thing. And um, I was very surprised. So it's kind of tame, I was considering. But it also, all of a sudden, tame, the opening round um, 
and I, I, I'm reading from the transcript here, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Um, when life took the turn that it took, I said to myself that everywhere that I go for the rest of my life, somebody's going to walk up to me and say, fuck you. First of all, ESPN, dropping F-bombs. And so a couple days go by and nobody says, fuck you. And then months go by and years go by. I always know when somebody wants to say, fuck you. Nobody does. Nobody ever does. It took five years. And then he talks about an incident where people saw him in a restaurant. Um, what an interesting choice by, well, the filmmaker, um, to start with that. What does that tell us about our protagonist, our our focused character in the, in the story here? Here is my take on that because, you know, of course we all expected this, but how is Lance when he's telling the story? I'm thinking he always has to come out, even when he tells stories, yeah. that it wasn't my fault or something. And what did he say? He said he took By, care of all their bill, yeah, know, their drink. Exactly. Their yeah. I'm not the the fucking asshole. Everybody. I mean, he has this way of telling the story, and, and instead of going, you know what? And at that point in time, I realized I really screwed up cycling, and I did it. <laughs> no, he, you know, I took care of them. I paid all the bill, and I said, tell them Lance Armstrong pay for it. Yeah, you yeah. like a Texan, you know, or something. I have I to know. act. I'm me. Me. Lance Armstrong doesn't let shit like that happen and not do something. The offer had a catch. He says, "He says you, he's talking to the bartender, have to go out there and say, guys, Lance took care of everything, and he sends his love. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> I mean, I think Shit. it really, like, fuck. Start, <clears throat> excuse me, It uh, starting with that really sort of, like, paints a picture of who he is. Like, I mean, you were just saying it. Um, I think it shows that he is extremely, like, a very, very bold and upfront person, and yeah. also that he doesn't really care about what anybody else thinks. Right. Um, which I think a lot of us now know. Um, but with with him starting with just, like, with that, I think we really saw, like, it was a glimpse of that he is just, like, such a, I think he's such an intense person all the time. And I think seeing that straight out of the gate showed that he's like, he's, he's re like so intense to the point where it's kind of overwhelming. See, you know what? I want to know something funny. I don't mean to counteract what you said, but I think Lance desperately cares about what people think of him. Lance wouldn't have done that whole credit card thing unless he wanted to make those guys go, oh shit, Lance got us. Or... Um, Lance wouldn't be doing these films if he wasn't so desperate to be back in the public eye. He's, he's the definition of a narcissist. Yeah. And narcissists deeply care what people think of them. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, it just, it, you know, the other thing about this, about the doc that really struck me that I didn't know is that his stepfather was a fucking animal absolutely that's that's the second thing we learned about how this guy came to be an incredibly young mother 19 years older than him um yeah. and a step brought a stepfather who well father father who's mia correct yeah yeah and a stepfather who allegedly at this point um physically and emotionally abused him um so we get a little bit of insight into who this man is and how he became to be who he is. Is it an opportunity for us to feel sorry for him? A little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit, honestly. Yeah. I think we need to know where this person comes from. How Absolutely. this, like, how this monster, pretty much, yeah, yeah. crusted over person yeah. Yeah. became who he is. It, I think one of the points where, because uh, everything I read about Terry Armstrong, his stepdad, was like he he was 
you know, just a total ass. Um, and from that's the first time they had him on the show, an interview, and he says, yeah, maybe I was too hard on the guy, but I grew up in military school, and he made him clean his room. And yeah. my dad was in the military, and, and we used to have white glove inspection on our in our bedroom before we could do anything on a Saturday, which is bouncing a quarter. I mean, he, really? Yeah. And, and and it was one of those things. And my dad gave you one chance to knock it off and we got a hack. Now I mentioned this because wow. I learned the lesson. I don't like that shit. I don't want to get hacked. So I, I towed the line. My little brother, I'm going to parallel a little bit with Lance and, but he's not narcissistic like Lance fought, fought it the whole way. And he always, and my dad just clash, clash, clash. Yeah. But he was always out to prove that he could do it a different way. So I, f- I find that interesting. I don't know. Terry Armstrong might just be a total ass and beat the shit out of him. But judging from what he said, you know, it was basically, I'm thinking, Craig, that's what I had to do when I was a kid. Yeah. I just towed the line, you know. I got my shit done. I did it the way it was supposed to. I was off doing the things that I wanted. My brother, on the other hand, you know, all his life fighting it and, and then trying to prove a point. I can do it my way. So the I don't know. Thing, the one thing that Terry Anderson's or Terry Armstrong said that, that um, struck me though, was he said, I drove him like an animal. Yeah. And did you, I mean, Paul, would, was that something your dad would have said? I No, my dad, my dad would never say no. When it came to uh, performing stuff, cause I was in sports, and stuff that was I had coaches that were <laughs> that half of of Terry Armstrong. I mean, you did not you towed the line, yeah. but I learned my lesson as a little kid. You know, um, our basketball coach in high school is in the Washington State um, um, Hall don't, of Fame. I was going to say, yeah. don't say penitentiary. No, no, <laughs> Hall of Fame. He's he's an icon. He's like, really? yeah. And but and to be honest with you, and I'll share a story. I screwed up a couple of times, did the same thing twice. He literally kicked me in the ass. Yeah. Physically kicked me in the ass. I didn't think anything of it. I, you know, I learned my lesson. I didn't do it again. Yeah. But it wasn't hard. He just booted me. He said, get the heck off my court, you know. But some people don't react that way. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I don't think Lance reacted to Terry Armstrong's strong fist, you know, fisted style. And for many reasons, he's probably thinking that you're not my real dad. Screw you. Or you don't treat my mom because he's very protective of his mom. Maybe he was abusive to his mom. I don't know. But there's a lot of questions there too. But yeah, I I thought it was an interesting thing. I'm sitting there listening to Terry, going, I don't. If it's like what he says, yeah, that wouldn't have phased me. But if it was more, it would. Yeah, I mean, it's beyond that point. Absolutely. We we received a couple Easter eggs there along the way too, and Karsten, you mentioned originally you know, him him saying that he started started doping at twenty one, seven years before his first tour win, and on top of that, he was asked if he thought the doping might have been one of the causes to his cancer, and he actually said, "Yeah, could have been." Um, wow, those were a couple big ones, and. It, I, I keep trying to look into it. Maybe I'm trying to read more up much or too much into it, but I'm going, the guys, does he, does he realize his mistakes? Does he realize that this, he could have died from this, this decision or, you know, I don't he know. He did say, 
that he only did HGH one year of his pro career, which I find a little bit hard to believe. But and he said he he came down with testicular cancer the winter after he did HGH, and he sort of said maybe that was part of it. He doesn't know, but specifically HGH, which a lot of the peloton was doing then. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, so how about any of the people that were featured? I know that in this next episode, uh, spoiler alert that, um, Emma O'Reilly, one of his previous, uh, Sonyers, and, um, he even, he even doesn't hold back too much on Ivan Basso, um, in, in this next episode, um, about some of the people who were featured and any of the, were there any revelations that we can take away from any of the things those guys said? I, 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 I did read an article earlier this week saying that Tyler Hamilton has the, the opinion that Lance is still not necessarily living in the real, real world of what, what went on, and that he's really not willing to accept the fact of, of what he did. Not the, necessarily the doping, but going so far above and beyond in that, you know, completely irrational method of destroying people it the the first thing that um i thought um, when my girlfriend and i watched it together was man a lot of people got off easy yeah because <laughs> there are a lot of there were a lot of people being mentioned in there that were that are still pretty big in the cycling world and they all did the same thing and are somewhat accepted um, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to throw people under the bus, but we know that uh, Tyler Hamilton admitted to his doping. L- Tyler is somewhat brought back into the realm, into the fold. Um, uh, Floyd, Landis, um, George Inkipe, um, um all those guys, you know, are, are back in. Are kind of brought back into the world. They're able to participate and be in within the world of cycling. Um, Lance still being left out. Yeah. Well, well, I, I think I think some of that is because uh, they were part of bringing Lance down. There was a plea uh, kind of bargaining going on, yeah. saying, "Listen, this is federal." Like it, it, anybody, it, any of those characters, if you read their books or or hear their story, it's like it, it was zipped lipped until a federal agent comes in, packing a gun, saying, "Hey, yeah, this is the real deal." When the federal government got involved. Um, then everybody's like, okay, it's a different game now. Um, One really interesting thing I think is that if it's anybody that should be vilified still, from one perspective, I like the guy, and I like what he's done with his life afterwards, but this Floyd Landis, who 
publishes a book, which is a complete lie, gets a lot of donations, and uh, you know, and then and then retracts himself completely afterwards. And he's still, you know, he's 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 still in really good standing with most people. Yeah. Floyd's Leadville is uh, everywhere all over my social media feeds, and that's I'm not a huge doper or pothead. He's also got a full <laughs> team going as well. Well, it, it yeah, finished this last year. Yeah, it, it, oh, all that all year. that yeah. money that he won as a, um, uh, a settlement there. Yeah, yeah, the settlement for whistleblower he he put towards the team, and then because U.S. racing is so poor that he had no choice. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't really pocket it, but um, he did say something about Lance. I thought it was interesting. Um, uh, he said, you know, Lance says, at least, you know, things could, you know, if somebody asks, how's your life now? And he says, it's really, it's okay, I'm getting along. But I'm at least I'm not like that piece of shit, Floyd Landis. Oh, shit. And so they went, of course, running over to Floyd. And said, what do you think? And he goes, hey, listen, um, Lance is one of the most talented, smartest bike racers you'll ever know. And he just said, I just feel sorry for him because he won't let that section go. I mean, that part of his life go. That's a paraphrase. Yeah. But you could probably look it up. But he he was just kind of like blown it off. You know, it's Lance. I'm just going to accept. That's what I expect. That's the way he's going to answer. So, What do you guys think Lance expects to come out of all of this? What would be his reasoning? The podcast is doing well. Um, highly rated. He's doing his... He was doing another tour update on a regular basis. Um, things seem to be going pretty well. Why do this? I mean, you guys mentioned it before. Narcissist just wants the attention. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was his main idea behind it. Does he expect to walk, uh, you know, in one week from this Sunday to all of a sudden everybody goes, holy shit, man. <laughs> We're so <laughs> sorry. Come give me a hug bro <laughs> is it i mean is this what he's expecting to come out of this i mean if you i don't I, I know we can't step inside the mind of lance armstrong but if anybody had a hunch of what you think lance would do all this sit down for this and and expect to come out of it on a positive realm for him nobody well, yeah carson um i just again i think it just goes back to narcissism and possible yeah. financial gain which has always seemed to drive him and and my take on it is as as a if you look at that story as a little kid he always wanted more he's never satisfied at being at this point it had to be more so he's climbing that ladder again just like he did as a triathlete a swimmer triathlete bike racer yeah i don't i don't think he'll ever rest he'll always whether it's limelight or getting just winning a few more followers, that type of thing. That's just his personality, which kind of goes with narcissism, I think. But um, I think it's just driven because people say, you're done, and he's trying to prove people wrong. I'm not done. Look at this. I've got one of the number one cycling yeah. podcasts. I've got blah, 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 and I'm going further. You know, that's what that's my take. Ratings, in case anybody wondered, um, 857,000 people apparently watched Lance on ESPN and ESPN2. Um, anybody got a guess on how many people watched The Last Dance, the premiere of Michael Jordan's The Last Dance? Millions. 
6.1 million people watched yeah. uh, The Last Dance. And that's, um, that's, you know, we're coming off of that. So people are desperate for information, desperate for sports entertainment. That's a pretty big drop. And uh, to give you a little perspective, it failed out, draw the premiere of the, many of the previous 30 for 30 documentaries, including Vic, which I'm assuming is Michael Vick. 971,000 people watched that back in January. Um, about, yeah, about Michael Vick. Who would watch a documentary about Michael fucking Vick? Apparently, yeah. about <laughs> apparently about 114,000 more people than will watch one about Lance Armstrong. My God. Yeah. Where are we going as a society? In the time of a pandemic where there's no sports being aired, um, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's all about ratings. I don't want to sound like, you know, somebody else who's famous uh, and talk about specific ratings. Um, but uh, that that might tell you something. And I don't I, I, I don't follow Lance on any social media. So it'd be interesting to see his reactions to that. Well, the, the difference between Michael Vick and number numbers and Lance's you, you, Michael Jordan was a positive influence yeah. as a whole. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, for a long, long time. He's everybody's hero, tennis shoes, everything. Uh, Michael Vick was obviously a villain. villain. Uh, same with Lance. Yeah. And I think that's more of a reflection of, in the United States, football versus cycling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that had probably a bigger, a big influence. But that's only 100,000 114. That's, that's not bad. That's not yeah. bad. Um, you know, those numbers may go up because people like me are like all of a sudden subscribing to ESPN through YouTube and... Yeah. yeah, just to watch that freaking thing was <laughs> fucking thing, fifty yeah. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's other things I'll watch. It's a little but, over yeah. ten bucks an hour. Yeah, it's yeah. a Four-hour documentary, <laughs> yeah. so you, you know you figure that's yeah. night at the movies. Um, <laughs> that's true. Um, any any expectations of what's going to happen part two? I'm so excited. I think we're going <laughs> to. I think we're going to get the real stuff, like how he just tried to ruin people, and that I think is what. I personally am waiting for because I like to really see the drama of it all. I mean, yeah. hell, I watched The Bachelor for crazy sake. Say, who's so. getting the rose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, this, I'm, I'm excited for it. When, this is when Betsy Andreo is going to come to her prime. Oh, this is we're gonna, we're going to see the real Betsy. She was actually kind of nice in the first one. Yeah, she, good so, editing. Yeah, you, that's that has to be to good editing. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I think I think what's going to come out of Betsy is going to be the uh, what we saw from Betsy right now was the. This is what our relationship was like. She would say, "She would say Frankie was the only guy who could tell Lance, no, stop mm-hmm. it, quit, no." Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna see. I think. Um, I mean, if, if we can say one thing about Betsy Andreo is that woman has a standard, a principle set forth, and if you cross that line, that's it. It filters off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit's gonna hit the fan. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I hope. I love it. Um, <laughs> Is, oh God, you know, is, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't think Lance is going to come out of this much shinier. I no. think the people who hate him are still going to hate him. And I think the people who love him are still going to love him. Here's what I, I think my take on it. First of all, as, as a huge cycling fan, at first I'm thinking, oh shit, here, more stained, dragging up, you know, this, the dirty laundry of cycling. So yeah. the average guy I'm on ESPN so is like, yeah. Oh, yeah, cycling's dirty. Um, but it was, I, I think maybe people could see how it was indoctrinated 
from the dawn of time in cycling. And it, and, and it just, it really was. I mean, that's just how it, it, it's a grueling, nasty, tough sport. And, and Jonathan Vodders and, and a bunch of other people yeah. and Hamilton are like, you have no idea how much suffering. And it kind of sounds flippant because every cyclist talks about suffering and pain. But it's almost you, it's too overused. To yeah, 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 and and it kind of it, it becomes best. white. Yeah, becomes <laughs> white noise. Yeah, after a while. Yeah. So, but I think maybe for the casual viewer, is looking at well, what is this thing, and 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 why is it is it really that tough? And there's plenty of things you can look on YouTube where football players are saying this is not, and they go out for a ride and they're like, dude, that was nasty. Yeah, yeah. that was twenty miles, bud. Yeah, do that for twenty. 21 days, you know, I think and 100, you know, three times long. So, anyway, I you know the shoe's going to drop the second half and just going <laughs> to totally implode. Yeah. It's obviously anybody who watches film or understands film, they're setting it up for yeah. this. It's oh, like yeah. you said, you got the exposition. It's a story. We arc. got the climax. Yeah. It's just they ended it right at this point, and now kaboom. Yeah. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired of the sport being personified, not personified, uh, televised as, as with dope. I'm, I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of the, the general public seeing cycling and doping in the same sentence. I'm so fucking sick of it. Um, I think we need to try to find a way to personify, not to person, I keep saying personified, to, to portray this sport in something other than a doper sport. And we can't do it with guys like Lance still wanting to have his story told. Right. So Lance wasn't the face of doping until he perfected uh, it, though. Yeah. But I mean, with the, remember those like three years when basically it was just scandal after scandal. It was Festina. Then, yeah, uh, you know, and basically, you know, Parato. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, three years and at least I mean, it got a little better after that. But um yeah, Armstrong just became the face of doping. I also think that we live in a country, unfortunately, where Lance Armstrong is an American. And so whenever whenever somebody hears, oh, you're into bikes, what about that Lance Armstrong yeah. guy? That's immediately what comes up. Unfortunately, I, like, of course that's going to ring true all over the world, but being an American and Lance Armstrong being an American, that's all people think about when they think of cycling here. It's unfortunate but it's that's just yeah it is you're right you're 100 percent right and it's in in america you say almost everybody knows bike racing tour de france Mm -hmm. they could name another not another race yeah name a bike racer lance they won't even some most people won't even know who greg lamont is no and so well that one he hit his peak when no one thought or most people didn't think he was doing any drugs and then now that's that's the nasty stain on the wall. Um, but there, one thing about cycling, they are this sport tests more rigid than any other sport, and that has been proven. And I'm a big baseball fan, and there was a big, huge year when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa they were doing a home run. Oh my God! Yeah, remember yeah. that? And everybody was glued by the TV, and you find out, oh, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> If you look at Mark Mark McGuire when he first started and he played for the A's, he's like six foot five maybe. I think that's what he is, six foot five. He's a stick. Yeah. And then you see him, he's this holding like a huge, massive yeah. like 
Bam Bam from from <laughs> Flintstones, <laughs> Flintstones bat, and it looks like a toothpick. I mean, his forearms are like the size yeah. of my thighs. So, but you know, and then it's revealed, and then everybody's like, "Oh well, cheaters." But the, back back to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, so it, anyway, yeah, back yeah. to the story, and and Alex Rodriguez, another one, was just rampant with it. I mean, in in the Major League Baseball, when you test positive, they go straight to the athlete. The second time. They tell the coach and the team, this is the second time. The third time, they have to make it public. Oh, fuck. So, I don't know what NFL's policy is. Yeah. Maybe the same, but yeah. So, most people, we need to put this in perspective when somebody starts bashing cycling. It's like, (laughs) are you telling telling me these boxers and the heavyweight don't touch drugs? Yeah. They're freaking apes, you know? You know what? Um, I'm going to end this part of this the show here with one good thing. Um, uh, Jackson, you weren't home. Uh, I think it was Monday night or something mm-hmm. like that. And I came home and the TV was still on ESPN. I turned on the TV and it was still on ESPN from watching it the night before. And um, there was another 30 for 30 on. Oh, there's get a fly, that fly? Yeah, I, I was going to get it, but there was. An, but I would have hit. I would have hit my mic stand. And it would have been, you know, that. <laughs> um, but uh, but a lot louder. But there was another thirty for thirty on. And if you if you as a cyclist want to watch an incredibly good, interesting documentary, my wife watched the whole thing with me. She was actually quite riveted, and um, I, that's my wife is has has been a bike rider and still does occasionally. Slaying the Badger. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was on ESPN, and that is an actually brilliant documentary about mm-hmm. the sport of cycling. Uh, it, it, I've read the book, and I still watched every single second of Slaying the Badger. Greg LeMond versus Bernardino, obviously. Uh, great, great watch if you get a chance. Carson, you seen that one? Yeah, uh, actually, I haven't seen Slaying the Badger, but I've seen um, you know I've just seen lots of footage of. That famous stage in '86 when there was it was out the ways, right? Yeah. yeah. Just first of all, astounded at their positions and the gears they were riding. Yeah. Like you know, those guys are doing like 50 RPM. <laughs> True man. That's what Paul does <laughs> up fucking hills. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> um, all right, gentlemen. Um, you you want to do some some fun stuff to take us out of here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. First of all, we got to get to the, uh, the what we call the mid-roll of the show. And um, uh, this is time for Pack Filler Trivia, sponsored by our new sponsor to the podcast, our friends over at Manscaped, manscaped.com. Um, I, I, I have actual pre-made, pre-prepared copy to <laughs> oh, read no. here. Sport for Pack Filler is brought to you by Manscaped. Best Are in... You- I fuck you not. I kid you not. Who is who are the best in men's below the belt grooming? <laughs> Childish giddy time. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over the technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Um, there are several people within this immediate studio who have received <laughs> some manscaping products. I don't want to spend the entire time talking about sponsors. But um, a gentleman within my immediate vicinity, who's tried it? I have. God, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did you try it? You want me to talk about my bollocks on this? I don't necessarily need you to talk about your bollocks, but (laughs) where did you try it? Did you try it on Well, yeah, my bollocks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You asked. You know that that quote in the other guys when he's like, 
you know, I've got a beard. So you'd think I'm completely hairy underneath <laughs> my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, completely shaved. She completely shaved. You've got a window into my life. <laughs> really? Okay. I well, will. One other thing. I, I, I take, uh, you know, when I grab that thing, I heard this one guy says, you got to trim the shrubs and make your tree look bigger. <laughs> so. <laughs> and it works. All right. Yeah. Holy shit! There's some good goddamn PR for yeah. Manscaped. Yeah. Um, I've tried it myself. Arms, um, oh. chest. Uh, no, I'm not smooth. I'm not like a douchebag on The Bachelor, but yeah. I am. I, I have. I have restrained the crop a little bit. And as cyclists, I think I teased about this on the last show. As cyclists, we are very obviously anal retentive about appearance, and especially we're all very specific about our legs. Why is the rest of the body manip- uh, remained, you know, this Cro-Magnet? You know, you're walking around and looking like you're, you know, wearing reverse, <laughs> you know, just sweaters on everything but your legs. And so I find it funny. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you have never been over to them, try out manscaped.com. Um, you guys, it's it's actually great stuff, and it's really, really affordable stuff. And I will be talking over the next couple of weeks about some of their other stuff, including what I'm a big fan of big fan the crop preserver it's called um if you're if you're a chamois cream kind of a guy you should be thinking about this kind of stuff so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code p as in pack f as in filler p as in podcast pfp at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping manscape.com use the code pfp how was that for selling my soul I just love the fact that Paul was talking about how big his dick was on the podcast. No, I just said I made it bigger because I trimmed the... Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's not big, but it looks bigger now. Uh, <laughs> all right, gentlemen. I, I have been, um, I've been playing around. I've been playing around with trivia. I spent a little time at the computer today, so we have actually two new games to play today. Oh, no. Uh, first one I'm going to call... Um, this one's simply called On the Record. On the record, um, I will provide you with an actual cycling-based world record. All right? Your task, uh, gentlemen of the panel, is to get closest to the number or the person that actually fits. Okay? I will allow each and every one of you an opportunity to answer, although we are on a, you know, on, on kind of a time commitment, so you can't just sit here and you know, you know, ponder the meaning of life, shit like that. But um, so, for example, if I were to say... Um, the world's fastest, you know, world's record for speed, you know, or something like that. And somebody's going to say, I guess 120 miles an hour. I guess 400 miles an hour. And Jack says, I guess 28 miles an hour, because that's what Paul was doing on the ride this weekend or something like that. <laughs> Shit. And I will tell you which one of you is closest. Carson, makes sense? Yep. All right. Gentlemen, uh, number one, the longest distance cycling backwards. The longest distance cycling backwards. I'm going to guess Jackson's first. No, it's okay. I think it is 60 miles. 60 miles backwards. Paul. I will say um, 100 miles. 100 miles. Paul takes the number up. Karsten, uh, and I should say the longest distance without going over, but that's okay. Uh, Karsten, longest distance cycling backwards. 30 miles. 30 miles. The longest distance record for cycling backwards 
is 209.77 miles. I thought it was 200. I, thought, <laughs> I underguessed myself. Yeah, 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 you did. <laughs> uh, greatest cycling distance in a cycle cab or rickshaw in one hour. This is the person providing, powering the, the bike cab or the rickshaw. Okay? In miles an hour, right? In, in distance. In oh, distance. distance. In distance. Okay. In one hour. In one hour. So you're pedaling a bike rickshaw or a bicycle cab and you're trying to see how fast you can go. It's a one-hour record for people trying to earn a living. 18.5 miles an hour. Paul says 18.5 miles. Um, I'm going to say 50 miles. Jackson says 50. Karsten. Oh, I might take that back. Uh, 20.751 miles. Paul, what would you say? 18.5. Actually, all three of you are over, so I'm not going to give it to anybody. 11.016 miles in uh, one hour. 50 miles. Where was that, I thinking? That rickshaw must weigh a fucking ton. Yeah. And, and, and a headwind. Yeah. yeah. You've got Americans yeah. in the in the cargo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're a fucking elephant. A, I fought <laughs> joke. Uh, greatest distance cycled. I hate using that term, but I'm referring to the Guinness <clears throat> website. Greatest distance cycled in one year by an individual. Greatest distance cycled in one year by an individual. I will say this is actually an American has this record. Karsten, you get to go first. Um, 10,000 miles. No, sorry, back up. 15,000 miles. 15,000 miles by Karsten Hagen. Paul. Yep. 32,000. 32,000 miles. Jackson. I'm going to go big. I'm going to say 100,000 miles. 100,000 miles. Jackson, you should have gone big, but not that big. Damn it. You should have just cropped back the little hair a little bit. <laughs> not gone so big. Car- uh, Paul gets the point with 86,573 wow. miles by Amanda Coker from the United States. So um, we're getting down. Um, I, I, I don't want to take too long this Oh, that fucking sucks. That's, yeah. that's insane. That's a lot of miles. Um, here's here's a useless world record. Can you believe this is a world record? Most people wearing yellow cycling jerseys at once. Most people wearing yellow cycling jerseys at once. Jackson. 50,000 people. 50,000 people. Paul. 27,000. 27,000. Karsten. 18,000. 18,000. See, this is when you guys should have taken a little bit of advice from uh, The Price is Right and said $1. Because all of you were over because the winner, believe it or not, is the most people wearing yellow cycling jerseys is 270 and was achieved by the Sky employees in 2015 to celebrate the tour win. 270. I'm closest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> last one in this category youngest winter uh, no actually second to last youngest winner on the uci world tour youngest winner of a race in the uci world tour oh 19 paul says 19 oh shit oh i know jackson 18 oh, fuck. jackson says 18 <laughs> karsten i think paul's right because i think it was uh wasn't it, uh, what's his name? That, uh, Remco. Um, he rode for Lamprey. He ran the Giro once. Everybody thought he was like a wonder kid. And they kind of fizzled out. What's his name? Uh, anyway. Anyway. 
I'm saying 19. I, I agree with Paul. 19. Uh, so we have two in 19. Do we have a 19 and as many days? Uh, we got to split the difference because it is 19. Oh, Sorry, is Jackson. It? Oh, okay. it is 19, and we got to guess days now. How many days? I would days? say 30, 34 days. 34 days. 19 and 34 days. Karsten? 19 and... 200 days. <laughs> <laughs> Remco Evenepoel won um, a UCI World Race at 19 years, 190 days old. That's too close. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Carson. And, and the race older. is San Sebastian. San Sebastian. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. My last in this category, gentlemen, is uh, we're, we're bringing it home. All right. We are bringing it home. Okay. The longest contiguous skid on a bicycle was held by... A friend, personal friend of mine, by and the mine. name of J- and ours, James David. We just call him JD. I called him Skid. Skidmark, yeah. Skidmark. He, he, ha- like he holds the longest continuous skid on a bicycle. He achieved it the 17th of April, 2001. How long was I that Skidmark? I can't remember. So is this on? Is this on South Hill? Like, was he? No, no. no he's on, he, on the track up at uh, Raceway, Raceway Park. Park. Yeah. He had to go two directions. He had to go both against the wind and for the wind, and they took the average to make it a a, a Guinness World yeah. Record. The guy had an art form. He could just he lean farther far enough on farther enough close to his stem that his rear wheel would stay on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing. But, thing to I'm going to take a stab because I. I'm going in feet. We don't have okay, to go in feet. Yeah. It is two hundred and seven feet. Two hundred and seven feet by Paul. I'm going to go straight up 200 feet. 200 feet by Jackson. Karsten? Uh, 195 feet. 195 feet. Ladies and gentlemen, James David on the 17th of April, 2001, achieved a skid mark of 425 oh, feet, right. three wow. inches. Yeah. So after the first game, Jackson has none. Karsten has one. Paul has three. All right. Uh. Now. My second new game, and I'm only doing this because we, you know, we, we're in the time crunch. But I gotta, I gotta play this song. <laughs> Gentlemen, the name of the game is called "The Last Tweet." You know the song, right? Jackson doesn't know the song. Right. Tweet. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm going to read you tweets by specific cycling personalities, and you are going to make an attempt to identify who said these specific tweets, okay? So, for an example, I would might maybe say, you're the leader of the Tour de France for Ineos this year. And that could be Sir David Brailsford, right? All right, so our first one, and I'm quoting, Attention, all professional cyclists, read this. During these unfortunate and unprecedented times, use this opportunity to reshuffle the deck, unify yourselves, and take the power back. And I will go with, actually, we should just say first person to chime in with their name is gets to answer first. Could you read that one more time? Attention all professional cyclists. Read this. During these unfortunate and unprecedented times, use this opportunity to reshuffle the deck, unify yourselves, and take the power back. Jackson. Jackson. I'm going to say Lance Armstrong. Jackson gets a point with Lance Armstrong. Oh, what? <laughs> I would have never guessed. Yeah, I like it. Oh, anyway, I don't want to go off on that. <laughs> Take the power back yeah. and watch my full documentary, please. Oh, God damn it. I get to swear in it. Um, second, 
Don't forget that next Wednesday, June 3rd, is World Bicycle Day. I think I'm ready for it a week early. Jackson. Yes. Peter Sagan. Jackson on the board with two. Peter Sagan. Jesus. These Sorry kids, to interrupt the, you. These kids in their social medias. Yeah, yeah. Right? Third, baby weights for baby arms. Hashtag shoulder therapy. Hashtag pivot by K-A. P.S. Don't worry. My shoes are pink. <laughs> baby weights for baby arms. Hashtag shoulder therapy. Hashtag pivot by K.A. P.S. Don't worry. My shoes are pink. Jackson. Jackson. The only person I can think of who has pink shoes is Lachlan Morton. Oh, Lachlan Morton. I'm sorry. He's incorrect. I figured it wasn't him. Karsten who, or... Who's won the Giro lately? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only, it's the think- only reason to wear pink shoes. Uh <laughs> So are you are you ringing in with your name? I thought you said my name. I thought you said Karsten. No, you didn't oh. say Karsten. You have to ring in your name. Oh, Karsten. <laughs> Got a guess? Yeah the the latest guy to win the uh, the latest guy to win the Giro. Uh, um, fuck, who was it this last time? I'm glad you that, didn't say Tom Dumoulin. That That's my vote. That guy. That guy. Okay, you're incorrect, Paul. You have a free reign. Uh, it's shoulder. He has to have a shoulder injury, and I'm trying to think because he's doing lifting weights because of his shoulder. He mentions that, and that I'm trying to think. And I, I was thinking Woods, Michael Woods, but it was a femur. No, I'll I'll say Michael Woods. You guys are all wrong. It's yeah. Chloe Digert. Uh, Chloe Digert. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number four. This was on May 18th. Okay, so it's been a spell. Two years ago, I took on the mighty Zonkalan. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. At the Giro d'Italia. Hashtag never get up. Two years ago, I took on the mighty Zonkalan at the at Giro d'Italia. Hashtag never give up. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Last dance. Last chance. Jackson. Jackson. Tom Dumoulin? No, no. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Two years ago. He took on that climb. Oh, I said he. Damn it. Uh, Paul. Paul? Nairo Quintana. Nairo Quintana. Carson, you have a free shot at it. You That's got any shit. ideas? I'm trying to think who won that. God damn it. Beppe uh, Cerrone. You guys all suck. Happy Cerrone <laughs> on his Twitter account. Uh, that's Chris Froome, guys. Chris Froome. Was it two years ago? I thought it was last year that he did that. He said two years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have two left, oh, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I have two left, gentlemen. God, that was my first pick, and I... And if we end up with a tie, we'll do the we'll do the All thirteen. Right. But if not, we'll call it a show. Uh, two left. Um, here it goes. I think I'm ready for my first online bike race. Racing with my at CCC live team in hashtag tour Paul. for all. Paul, I will say uh, Mariana Voss. Mariana Voss, Karsten, I'm a little disappointed in you. That was handed to you. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that you have to say your name first. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Going, oh, I know this. I know this. I know this. And I hear Paul. And I'm like, it wasn't Paul. It was Mariana Voss. <laughs> 
last one in our last tweet category. This one's going to go fast. It's easier to drop world-class riders. Jackson. Oh, shit. Uh, Thomas again. Ah, crap. It's easier to drop world-class riders in a Tour de France stage than to win a Zwift race. That says yeah. it all by Thomas again. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, at the end of two rounds of Packville Trivia, Karsten has one point. Jackson has three points. Paul Main has four points, huh? which means Paul Main is once again your pack full of trivia. I have a 13, but I'm going to save that for next week because we are one hour, 10 minutes into a one-hour podcast. And in the words <laughs> of, of uh, Teo DeRoy, who listens over an hour? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teo actually responded after his interview on the show's going, I, you know, I listened to it, but I don't think anybody's going to listen over an hour. So if you're still with us, hi. <laughs> hi. I like, like his new high better. Listen how low. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, listen how young you sound. Hi. I know. Hi. It's weird. <laughs> my first Hi. taste of alcohol really put the hair on yeah, my face. Yeah, but now it's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's, now it's gone. Who's yeah. that? Yeah. Thanks, Manscaped. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, hashtag PFP, right? Is that what I should be mm-hmm. saying? Is that what the kids say? They say know. like and subscribe. I still call them bands, and apparently it's artists. Oh, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Karsten, um, if you can think of some sort of a of a of an objective or a goal to happen between now and let's say mid July, and you want to come up with it, and you want to put your your dick on the line and and be forced to <laughs> well, to ride that. two times up Mount Spokane <laughs> if you lose, think of something and and let us know. Well, first of all, in order to put my dick on the line, I'd have to make it look bigger. So I, you should send me one of the Manscaped kits. Oh, good. You know you can get good. 20% off by using the test. PFP. K- PFP, yeah, exactly. Oh, PFP, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah. thanks yeah. thanks for being here. Um, and, and Jackson and Paul, thanks for being here six feet apart in our studio. Thanks to our listeners. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> And uh, we will be with you. I think uh, next week. Uh, I'm not sure. We well, we got to talk about part two. Oh, so we're yeah. going to definitely have yeah, an opportunity. To talk I paid about fifty part bucks two. for the freaking thing. We got to talk about. It. It's going to have a payoff sometime. <laughs> exactly. I'll watch slaying the badger ten times. Yeah, <laughs> <Good> time period. <laughs> That's worth every yeah. penny in yeah. the long run. Right on. And uh, just remember, worst comes to worst, listening to this show is always better than an episode of The Bachelor. Nah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.